Buongiorno da Monopoly. Tommaso and I are in the village of Monopoly, which is in Puglia, on the Adriatic, and we are currently sitting outside on the stone fortress walls of Castello Quinto, a stone fortress from the 1500s, and we're sitting on its breakwater wall recording this. So if you hear this lapping noise, that would be the Adriatic in the fishing harbor where we decided to sit and say, Ciao tutti! Welcome back to Kimberly's Italy. And if you hear a little background wind noise, sorry, but it's that nice, warm, southeasterly breeze blowing off the Adriatic. And I'm not sure I'm going to be able to take it all out. Well, I'm not sure I want to, but it is just it's, it is just wonderful sitting here looking at this water. And it's probably 12 to 15 feet here, and it's a cloudy day, but I can actually see the bottom. It is so clean. It is just, well, I hope... The word is overused, but we've had a magical experience so far in Puglia. It's only his second day. <laughs> ah, well, that's okay. That's I'm right. on my third week, but to see how happy Tommaso is and these other women that are on this little small group trip. So we are in Monopoly, and we want to give you our first impressions of Puglia. Right off the bat, Tommaso flew in with this other group of five women, and I had a driver named Stefano pick us up. Stefano and I arrived a bit early, so we went inside and had a cappuccino and an espresso. He went out and waited for us. We looked around. Every single person has a mask on. There's no uh, crazy people not wearing a mask. It's not on their neck. They're all wearing a mask. You feel safe and comfortable from the get-go. And on top of that, it's just a ritual. They put it on inside, you order your cappuccino, you take it off, you drink your cappuccino, you put it back on. Every single person here has done exactly that. And the servers are always wearing their masks. So if you had any issues with, uh, you know, uh, what's the rest of the world doing with COVID, I can tell you something. I feel very, very comfortable in Italy right now, uh, in, you know, vis-a-vis -vis COVID. I feel that they, they understand the disease, they understand the pandemic, and they're doing every bit to make sure that you feel comfortable when you come here. Well, for example, I've been speaking to a lot of the Italians, friends of mine up north during this trip, and then now down here, and I just asked them all, and they said, well, it's a group effort. Right. Tourism is our livelihood. We know we need to get to as close to 100% vaccination as we can because this is how we live. They're all happy to do it. They ask for your the equivalent of uh, a green pass, which is the equivalent of our vaccination card. They look at it. They take a picture every single place. Hotel, restaurant, museum. You cannot enter without it. It's easy. It's quick. But you're still walking around a museum or in the the store with a mask on, but no one's complaining. Yes. And, and the it, only people complaining are tourists. Oh, it's tired of this mask. It's and, fine. And a quick, quick shout out to Lufthansa, the German airline. Flying over, I felt extremely comfortable. They were they were just so wonderful and so, you know, concerned about everyone doing the right thing, that everyone did the right thing, which was which was very good. So Lufthansa, thank you. Exactly. So back to our first impressions of Puglia. I've already been somewhere in Puglia. We'll address that in another episode. But since Tommaso and I are sitting here on the port watching the fishing boats come and go with this ancient city behind us, the Centro Storico, which means the historic center, his first impression of 
Puglia in his first two days is the people friendly. Here comes a fishing boat now, a teeny one. <laughs> Very cute. And they're all they're this all blue. Adriatic blue. Yeah. Popping, shocking blue. It's their signature color. Anyway, his first impression, first two days. Well, let's say, for example, Stefano, the driver you met. Oh, he had just, you know, some of the olive trees as we're coming from the airport to uh, at Brindisi into uh, Monopoly, he talked about the olives and the olive trees, how many thousand-year-old olive trees there are still. They had a, an issue a couple years ago that their drought, a lot died. But you just flying into Brindisi, um, you just see so many of these groves and groves and groves of olive trees. And then when you get here, you get to taste the fruits <laughs> of that. The, the olives are just, you know, the olives are olives. I mean, they're, they're wonderful. But the olive oil, oh my God, it's wonderful. He's digressing again to the food. Stefano. 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 Ste friendly. So, yes. Stefano, Stefano was very friendly. And our driver, he pulled us, he, he just told us all the way, gave us a little background on a whole bunch of areas and was just wonderful. Well, I had to translate everything. But he told us everything, including the weather pattern, because everyone was prior to arriving, looking at the forecast, sad that it was cloudy or gray, but he explained it just rotates between the mountains inland, maybe 20 miles inland, 30 miles most, and then the sea, the Adriatic Sea, and then the dry land sucks up all this weather, swirls it around. For example, this very second, the sun is popping back up. It might rain a little bit later, but it is a circular weather pattern, and it's warm. Yes. We have no jacket on. It's lovely. And I got to tell you something. I think I overpacked uh, in terms <laughs> of my the, the the issues that I felt was going to be kind of cold, but I'm not cold at all. Actually, it is just and it's we're at November ninth or whatever yes, it is. Yes. Um, anyway, Stefano, the quick backstory is um, the lovely woman Brunella from this place we're staying gave me a man's name who has a little uh, transport company with vans, taxis, etc. His name's Alessandro. Everyone down here works off WhatsApp. So text, text, text only. I have about 500 people in my WhatsApp now from every Italian place I deal with. So Alessandro and I uh, coordinated the time that he would pick me up and take me to Brindisi to pick everyone else up. The van, the Mercedes van, the awesome, big, clean Mercedes van arrives on time. And I said, ciao, Alessandro. And he said, no, I am Stefano. He is the uncle of Alessandro. Okay. So Stefano was fantastic. He picks everyone up, drives us back as close as we could get to the door because this is a car-free historic zone. So we had to walk through the port with our little rolling bags, which was not a hardship at all. Everyone thought it was molto carina. And the only issue is pulling your bag along is taking your jaw off the ground as you walk through these beautiful historic oh, districts. because it was so stunning. <laughs> it was so stunning. Also, some of the stone um, walkways are a little tough on wheels of your luggage, but that's okay. So anyway, then the next day, I didn't have enough cash to pay him, Stefano, and he said, oh, no problem. Keep in mind, I've never met any of them until that day. They came recommended from Brunella. They don't know me from hole in the ground. And he said, no problem. Coordinate it tomorrow. Of course, Alessandro gets in touch in the morning. Okay, when can we meet to um, do payment with a credit card? And I said, how about in a half an hour? Okay, 
I have my coffee. I walk back to the port, waiting for Alessandro. All of a sudden, a little car shows up, and this woman says, Say Kimberly. I said, Yes, who are you? She goes, I'm Alessandro's mother. I was like, Okay. So it's a family affair. And trustworthy, kind, friendly, that's a good first impression. Yes, trusting you as a tourist. So now that we've been here for a couple of days, all of three, let's talk about the food that I've had, right? I the mean, cuisine. The cuisine. The monopoly. Yes. Fish, 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 and more fish. And, and pasta, of course, with it. But amazing fresh fish where they come in at night. Last night we watched them offloading fresh fish. The Octopus. Octopus and uh, a whole bunch of red snapper and other types of fish that they'll have... The restaurants were there waiting for it to come in. And that night, if you went to a restaurant and had seafood, you would have probably had that fresh fish right off the dock. We did have the, uh, our first night here. A couple people ordered Zupa di Mare, soup of the sea, which you would think meant a soup. It was this platter with everything on it, a little broth on the bottom, but octopus, prawns, prawns. Squid. Yes, Lots of whole bodies, entire bodies that just came straight from the boat. And clams. And if you're going to order that Zupa de Mare, only order one. We yes. had we had we ordered two <laughs> because we thought it was soup. But it's it it's not. Uh, it is it is a platter of wonderful seafood and just if we had a table of six, one would have sufficed. Right. Well, we each had other things as well. However, it is seafood-centric here. Obviously, you can tell by the amount of fishing boats we're looking at. They don't seem to stay out overnight. They go early in the morning, fish all day, come in, bring it back, repeat. But they're here first thing in the morning. So the freshest fish possible at all these restaurants. And, of course, as Tommaso mentioned, any kind of pasta, lots of... Vedura vegetables and let's please just talk about the wine. The wine has been just a surprise, right? Because we didn't, we don't really think of Puglia as being a wine region. Well, we don't know that much compared to Italians, right? But the wines have been wonderful. And for those of you that are thinking about price, you're used to Tuscany and Brunellos and and uh, up north Barolo. Well, these wines have been superlatively priced. The price of wine here is so reasonable. A very, very good bottle can cost 9, 10 euro. That's it. We had a bottle of wine last night from a restaurant for 20 euro. That was the price in a restaurant. And that tasted like velvet. Yes, that was one. And we had the last bottle. Yes, sadly. It's been, it's been, he got a bunch and it's been going so fast. We got the last bottle. We, we would have definitely had another one. Yes. And prior to that, at, at our apartment, we had two bottles of wine. We had an eight euro bottle and a 15 euro bottle from Kimberly's, new, one of Kimberly's new friends, Vito. Vito, that's right. Vito has a little shop around the corner from his family's. Frantoia, a olive orchard. They sell all their olive oil. They sell all the things they make from their various harvests. And Vito is one friendly, one friendly man for sure. And I have bought wine there. I did buy wine there prior to everyone's arrival to have a couple bottles ready for their first riposa in Puglia. And it 
was delicious and no one could believe it was 10 euro. So the grape down here, the red grape primarily is a primitivo. And that's what we've been focusing on everywhere I've been for the last three weeks has just been local wine. Every restaurant, every bottle we buy, just sticking to the region. And this region, Primitivo, does not disappoint. Right. And the restaurant we were in last night had no specific wine list. He just told you about the wines and recommended them. And his recommendation was spot on. Going back to yesterday's dining experience, lunch, and the... Aperol spritz. Oh, you know you're on vacation when you have an Aperol spritz or a gin and tonica or something at lunch. Mm -hmm. And one or two of us ordered it. And then with that, everyone got order envy. And in the end, all six of us had Aperol spritz. And if I wanted to take a nap in the afternoon, I would have had another one. (laughs) (laughs) But instead, we just walked and walked and walked. This uh, Centro Storico, the historic district, is incredible. It, it every turn, every corner, you start, once you're here long enough, you realize you've already been on that, but it's like a maze, you, like that you had been on that little walkway. But it is a maze with so many churches, and I'm not saying that because I like churches. Church it's, lady. It's incredible how many churches there are yes. for this teeny, teeny historic center. Yes, and the quality of the architecture that stood the test of time. I mean, you look at these churches that have been on the Adriatic for centuries. Right, right on the seawall. Weather, salt, wind. Yes, and they are just on the outside looking so sort of like, yes, I've seen the worst of it, I've seen the best of it. When you go inside, it is like marble central. Ornate, much more detailed than you expect from the exterior. Very Baroque, very Baroque. A lot of them are very Baroque and the main cathedral is truly I don't even know how to describe it mind-blowing we've been in several times the rest of the gang mm-hmm. and and just marvel at every detail every inch of this incredibly ornate interior when the exterior is uh, weather-worn baroque there's no marble exteriors on any of these churches it's all stone just this sandstone that has eroded with time you can stick your finger into some of the holes that have occurred with the age but behind us right now in Castello Quinto they are working on one side of it keeping this castle intact from the mid 1500s but it literally looks like it's from medieval ages yes because of how worn this stone is Anyway, I highly recommend coming here. The outskirts of Monopoly are somewhat large. A lot of apartments from the apartment buildings from the 70s and 80s. So initially you think, hmm, this is not that attractive. You get through that and you enter this historic center and it's just, I don't even have another adjective. No, there's no more superlatives. But the one thing that has been wonderful is being here off season. Yes. Walking around either at night, first thing in the morning or midday, and there's no mob. There's no one. I have taken a lot of pictures. The only people, and yesterday was a Monday where everything is cuzo, you know, closed. Actually, today is Tuesday. Everything's (laughs) cuzo. They just close and open when they feel like it. But literally the only people we've seen walking around are a few other tourists minus the locals that are just going to and from work and getting a coffee but i have 
video and pictures of just the six, five of you walking down these ancient stone sidewalks. No one in sight. Every restaurant you go to, you have your choice of tables. You don't have to wait. It is such a joy to be here off-season. The weather is fine, and it makes the experience so much more rich, mostly because every single person we see, we say buongiorno to the fishermen. Two of the women here don't speak a word of Italian. They spent two and a half hours last night down at the fishing docks speaking to these guys, taking pictures. They had the best time, and the the locals are friendly because they're not tired from a season where they've been inundated with. They haven't been inundated with tourists from every country here. Right. So highly, highly recommend coming to places like this off season. And I think one of the interesting things about what Kim just mentioned, the service element that we've had. And I think that's that's part and parcel of if there's not a mob here so they can focus on you, they can you. They can enjoy you. They can joke with you. They're not worried about serving every table in the restaurant and people outside walking by looking for a table. They take the time to really get to know you a little bit, experience you. Kimberly, of course, speaks Italian to them, but they're, the, the English on the bulk of the people we've talked to very good. has been very, very good. And they take the time to really let you experience, like they explained the wine last night. The explanation of the wine was in Italian and then Kim translated but you could see the passion coming out of them. They're proud of their wines. They're proud oh, very, of where they very. are. And I think that's one of the, you know, one of the, th- the real highlights of being here in the off season is actually connecting with these people. Exactly. It's a much richer experience. Yep. So let us finish up with a little funny story. If you remember one of our episodes from Milano, where Tommaso ordered when we were in Milano in the Galleria in the most famous coffee bar in all of Milano, if you recall that episode where Tommaso had his first cappuccino and it was so amazing. Before he even finished it, he put the cup down and asked for another. And side eye. Barista was <laughs> horrified. I was horrified. Well, guess what? This morning we went to Gasparini, which is a gelateria. Been there since 1936 in Monopoly. It's very beautiful. Oh, it's it's like it's, it's right out of Roman Milan. I mean, it's amazing. Yes. The interior design is impeccable. It's well lit. Everything looks so delicious, gelato, etc., and all their brioche for breakfast. So, everyone except me had a gelato there at some point yesterday. This morning, we went back looking for another coffee bar I had been to previously, and we went in for a cappuccino. This lovely young woman made us cappuccino, each of us, four of us were there. They all had a croissant, and we basically simultaneously sipped our cappuccino at the same time. All four of us were like, oh, delicioso. So I told her it was il migliore, the best that I have had in three solid weeks, and she looked very proud. Anyway, the point of this story is that I... I'm the one that said, after everyone finished their croissant and cappuccino, I said, you guys, anyone up for a second? No, maybe. Well, okay, okay, okay. Next thing you know, all four of us wanted one. So I said to the woman in Italian, I said, I don't want to be that that ugly tourist, but 
this was so good. We'd all like a second. She goes, va bene. <laughs> and she proudly made us a second round. It was just the best way to start our day. And I think, you know, when you're used to drinking 12 ounce, 18 ounce, 27 ounce. Oh, who has a, a, a coffee that No, Starbucks. I mean, oh, right. Starbucks, when you're getting like, you know, something, something you need to take out in, in a wheelbarrow from Starbucks. <laughs> yes, uh, these gotta, are little. These are little. I mean, this is this is what they do. They have many during the course of the day. They don't have one 16 ounce cappuccino in the morning. <laughs> so be prepared for it. But we had that. We had a, a croissant and we had uh, each had two cappuccinos. And what was the bill? 12 euro. So that's eight cappuccinos, two croissant, 12 euro. Yes. Imagine Starbucks having four grandes and two whatever they have for breakfast. No and offense, Starbucks. No offense, Starbucks. The cappuccino was a euro, which is $1.26. Right. <laughs> and the croissant, I mean, tasted like it was made five minutes ago. And it was one euro, which is $1.26. <laughs> it's not three seventy-five, and looks like it's been petrified. <laughs> In the Starbucks case for three years, <laughs> but it was just wonderful. And no, no knock about Starbucks, but I mean, I'm just, I've always been enamored with Europe. And the more I come to Europe, the more I come to Italy, the more enamored I am with it. So Gasparini, right outside of the historic district. It's on the edge. It's, it's on right the edge. on the border. Yep. It's, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. We'll put some pictures. And let me just say, last night we had a gelato from Gasparini. And I had a small one, which is very hard to get a small ice cream in the United States. And it was two euro. It was two euro, right? And it was just enough, you know? It's, and it was just amazing. Because our little island's like $5.50 for a kid kitty cone. In Rhode Island. In Rhode Island. And it's just that, you know, I don't want that much ice cream even on the kitty cone. But it's two euros and it tasted like velvet. And for those of you wondering which flavor I had, salted caramel. Da. <laughs> Caramello salato. Da morire. Da, da morire to die for. To die for. Okay, so we're going to finish up because the fishing boats are starting to take off in mass. And we are going to take a little road trip today to Vito's family's olive orchard. And from there, we're driving up to Ostuni. If you just Google Ostuni, it's a Grecian-looking, Turkish influence, you name it, a village on a mountaintop, all white. I went the other night. I stayed there um, a couple nights ago by myself, walked around. Incredible. That's our journey today. Tomorrow, we wake up back here in Monopoly. We're going to Gasparini for another cappuccino Absolutely. before we leave. <laughs> and then tomorrow, our destination is Matera, back to where I've already been. And I cannot wait to see these guys' expressions as we drive up to that place, the James Bond location. So thank you very much for tuning in. I'm sorry we haven't been able to produce full-on episodes this whole time, but it's worth it. And when we get back, we will have so much to share. Grazie tanto, amici. Ci sentiamo. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.